1: When
2: I accept Christ, who is the only one that can remove sin, my greatest need is forgiveness. I can't forgive myself. I don't forgive myself. I like to forgive myself of some things, but I can't forgive myself of sin. Only God can do that. And he does it through Jesus. But it doesn't just mean when I come to Christ, I just don't have my sins forgiven. John 10, 10 says, he came to give me life and life abundantly. You have to understand this morning, Satan deceives us. The greatest lifestyle you and I can ever live is following Jesus Christ.
0: How often people in our world are deceived, thinking that a life with Christ brings bondage and boredom. Jesus said he came that each one of us might live life abundantly and to the fullest. Today, Pastor Mark will encourage listeners to quit chasing the things of this world which never satisfy. Yes, Jesus came to bring salvation to mankind. But it doesn't stop there. His plan and purpose for your life far outweighs what you or this world sees. The enemy wants you to think that God is holding you back from fun and freedom. Know that your Lord has your best life in store if you give it to Him. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he begins part one of his message, Why Does Everyone Need Forgiveness and a Savior?
1: Lord, let us
2: hear your lessons for now, here's the opening question this morning. All of our campuses and you guys online, notice this question. If you had the opportunity and ability to fix one problem in our world... What would you fix? Well, Pastor Mark, I'd eliminate cancer. I'd eliminate the Zika virus. I'd eliminate eliminate ISIS. Pastor Mark, I'd like to eliminate hunger in the world. Well, great choices. But there isn't anybody listening to me. There isn't anybody in the world that can fix any of these problems, really. But I have good news for you this morning. Because we have this morning the one solution... For man's biggest problem. And because you're sharing that solution, you're part of that. You have the opportunity, you have the ability to fix man's greatest problem in the world. Now, this problem is highlighted in the Bible by two men. Two men who individually made the greatest impact... On our world, since the beginning of time, right, nothing will be bigger, all the way to the end of the time. These two men have affected every person in the human race, now and in the future, these two men. These two men have an effect on you this morning, on me, and every single of the 7.3 billion people that are leading. Two men that have made greater impact in our world than anyone else. And that impact continues this morning. Is it like Pastor Mark? Who in the world is that? Well, here's the answer. These two men are Adam and Christ. These are the two men that have affected you, continue to affect me, and everyone in the world. Now, what does that look like? I have for you. If you want to turn in your Bibles, I have some places you can turn. Romans chapter 5, which I ask you to turn to. It's good for you to see this. Romans 5, 12. When Adam sinned, look at me just for a moment. Adam and Eve were in the garden with God. They were in perfect relationship. There was no sin. And God created them to live forever. And they were gonna, they just had a, they walked with God, they talked with God, but God gave them one command don't touch the tree, don't go to the tree, don't take fruit from the tree. Well, Eve was deceived by Satan, but Adam sinned on purpose. He knew it was wrong, he just took the fruit. So notice what it says When Adam sinned, what happened? Sin entered the world. And here's the outcome. Adam's sin brought death. I'll explain that in a moment. So death spread to, say it with me, all of our campuses, to who? To every single one. For everyone sinned. Here we see the impact, V-I-O, the impact, the value and impact of one. Here is the impact from Adam. Adam had an impact on every single person that's ever born. You see, Adam and Eve are our parents. Everything started with the first man and the first woman. It all started that way. That's how marriage was designed. You can't redefine marriage. It's one man and one woman forever. And as they came through this world, they were given one command by God. Don't do this. You can have all the other trees. Boop. As we, you and I do it, we go right to the tree. And they sinned. Now, what, what happened with that? Well, it didn't just happen to Adam and Eve, since we're part of them. By the way, how could you be prejudiced if we all came from the same family? Hello. Forget all that crud. We're all equal. Amen? Amen. We're all crazy. Amen? Okay, let's move on. Now, let me show you something here. The DNA, we're familiar with DNA. We do the testing all the time. The DNA of everyone was spiritually infected so we sin by nature it's in our nature and by practice by nature and by practice Romans 3:23 kind of states it another way for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God now what does that mean well the dna in everyone the gene pool let's put it like that was infected. So you and I were born with a sin nature. It's against God. Every person is born. If if you're a new set of parents this morning, you have kids. It didn't take you long to discover that beautiful, beautiful child has a sin nature. What does it sound like? Ah! Take care of me. And before they get moving on, they say some words. What are one of the most common words our kids say? It is mine. Can I hear an amen for those of you parents that are still awake? Okay. So we know that all of us have that sin nature. Now, also, we don't just have the nature. We sin. We sin by choice. A lot of people argue, well, if I was Adam, I'd have done a lot better. Yeah, I think not. Not. We all sin. So I want you just to smile at your neighbor right now and say this. I was born a sinner and I practiced sin. Go right ahead. Tell them right now. Just tell him. Yeah, exactly right. So we're all together in the house. Amen? All of our campuses. We were born in sin. We're all related to Adam and Eve. And we sin by practice. Now, here's the first of eight things. If you want to write them, you can start writing them. Key number one. Know that the sin problem is universal. It affects every single person. Every person we look at, every person that's born. But the problem is people make fun of sin because Satan kind of tempts us with all kinds of things. They don't see a need for a savior. They don't see a need to be forgiven of their sins. They don't see any need to be born again. But the Bible says, be careful. And it has two major warnings for us. Here's the first one. The Bible warns us that the pleasures of sin are short-lived. There is pleasure in sin. By the way, if there was no pleasure in sin, who would sin? Of course not. So there's always pleasure in sin. But it's short-lasting. It doesn't last. And usually what happens is when we sin and we're tempted to sin and we give into it, well, it doesn't turn out as well as we thought it did because we have all kinds of problems. So Satan is very deceitful, uh, sometimes when we sin this the pleasure is just fleeting and it really you know what it ends with emptiness and pain emptiness and pain no fulfillment in life but there's a greater truth that bible warns us about because of sin satan doesn't like the truth of the bible here it is let me turn to Romans 6:23 right there you're close by and I'll quote it to you this morning for the wages, the outcome, for the wages, the outcome of sin is death. Now that's strange. God's penalty for sin was both physical and spiritual. Physical and spiritual. Look at me. When God said to Adam and Eve, every tree is yours but that one. But if you take of it, In the day you take of it, you will die. Now, did Adam and Eve, after they sinned, did they die physically? No, they lived for hundreds and hundreds of years. But what happened at that moment? They died spiritually. Two kinds of death. Because Adam and Eve sinned, all of us are going to die physically. God was never, never designed man to die. We were to live forever, healthy, no disease, none of this stuff. But because Adam sinned, we all are going to die. Now, there's nobody in our campuses here, Melbourne, VRC. You're not going to argue with me. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm not going to die. Yeah, right. Sure. Everyone dies. We can agree with that. But the spiritual part is a different one. The minute Adam and Eve sinned, they were separated from God. Death means separation. So take a look at our next statement. Let me explain it to you. Number two, the end result of sin is, of course, physical death, but spiritual death, which means separation from God forever. The minute that they sinned, they lost the fellowship they had with God. Their relationship with God was broken. Sin always separates. So when you and I were born, remember, when Adam and Eve started... They talked with God. They were in fellowship. The minute they sinned, the fellowship was broken. They were kicked out of the garden. So when we sin, sin separates. Another little extra point this morning. God loves to unite. Satan loves to divide. A healthy marriage can only happen if it's united by God. Satan comes to a marriage, and what's he do it? Divide it up. Not only the marriage, but the family. That's what happens. So, when you see this separation, this death, it's, it's reminding you that when I was born, watch me, when I was born, I was born separated from God. I don't have a relationship with God, and I have to fix it. I have to find a new I was spiritually alive, of course, excuse me, physically alive, of course, but spiritually what? Dead. Dead means separation. Now... So the Apostle Paul, and if, if you're in Romans, chapter 5, you can turn to verse 15. He begins to, to discuss the sin problem, but then he gives us the solution. Remember, we, we can't, can't figure out, none of us could hear stop ISIS today. But here is the problem, and here comes the solution. And it's very simple for you to be able to explain. Now, part of the teaching I'm doing today is for people in our, com- in our congregations that aren't Christians yet, and they'll understand that they, they have a solution to their sin problem. They don't have to be separated from God, so you listen. But this is also for many, many Christians. We've already learned the solution. We've accepted the solution. we received the gift. So when I'm sharing my faith with others, uh, I have to be able to share with them how they got into this mess they didn't really have anything to do. They were born into it and how they can get out of it. So look at verse 15. And I have it for you on the overhead. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, it brought death to many. That means it brought death to all. But even greater is God's wonderful grace who is Jesus, and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, here it is, Jesus Christ. So God's forgiveness is not only erases our sin debt, separation from God, but gives us more. When I accept Christ, who is the only one that can remove sin, my greatest need is forgiveness. I can't forgive myself. I don't forgive myself. I like to forgive myself of some things, but I can't forgive myself of sin. Only God can do that. And he does it through Jesus. But it doesn't just mean, when I come to Christ, I just don't have my sins forgiven. John 10, 10 says, he came to give me life and life abundantly. You have to understand this morning, Satan deceives us. The greatest lifestyle you and I can ever live is following Jesus Christ. It brings everything in it. Do I still have trouble? <laughs> Say amen, oh me. Yes, I do. Now, So that contrast, again, is between Adam and Christ, the two men we're talking about. Now, here's verses 18 through 19. Watch this. I have it for you in the overhead. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. If I'm not born again, if I haven't become a Christian, my sin condemns me. But Christ's one act of righteousness, dying on the cross... Brings a right relationship with God. I'm restored back to the way it should be. And a new life for everyone. Now, look what happens. Because one person disobeyed God. Let's see how you're doing. Who was that one person? Adam. And we're in Adam. That's where we come from. That's our line. Because one person disobeyed God, many, really, all became, say with me, sinners. But here's the opposite. Here's the contrast. But because one other person obeyed God, who would that be? Jesus. How did he obey God? He went to the cross. Many, all who accept him, will be made righteous. Here you see the impact, V-I-O, the value and impact of one. The impact of Adam, sin nature to the whole world. The impact of Christ, the possibility if you'll accept him as Savior, to have all your sins forgiven. That's amazing to me. So here's simple words for you to understand. Key number three, the impact of one. Adam, Adam, death through Adam, life through Christ. Now, let's just stop and think, all of our campuses. There's two things in life that we deal with, death and life. We're all going to die. Life, where will I live when I die? There's only two destinations. So this whole thing, two men, Adam and Christ, defines why we share the gospel with the world. Because it's about life and about death. The rest of the stuff doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Now, you see this And sometimes we don't get this. Satan will never quote this verse. The wages, the outcome of sin, is death. Is death, separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So we see that man's biggest problem is sin. And his greatest need is to get rid of his sins. Well, how can I get rid of our sins? There's only one way. By receiving God's forgiveness. So here's key number four. God has one solution to sin. He has only one. Forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Now, as a Christian, after we accept Christ, he forgives us our sin. But do we still sin? Yes, we do. And so that's why we have this verse. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. And will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. There, there's no Christian that's a perfect Christian. We're forgiven and we're trying to become more like Christ. So we use this as a thing. As you and I understand, that's why we're gracious to people who are sinful. Because we know the old battle is still there. Now, when you see what you just saw there, I confess, that the solution, man has lots of solutions To try to figure out how that works. And let me share with you some things that Satan does in our life. He brings confusion to this. Now, because Satan hates Jesus, he lies to us. He's a great deceiver. He loves to confuse people. So the one solution to our sin is Jesus. That's the only solution. Satan offers false solutions. Here they are. Most people want to ask, when they go to heaven... Why will God let them in? By the way, let me give you a little clue. You don't walk up to somebody and say, well, if you happen to get into heaven, knowing you, that's a fat chance. uh, Why will God let you in? That is never the way I start the conversation. I start the conversation like this. When you die and you go to heaven, why will God let you in? See the difference? You haven't condemned them. Why will God let you in? Well, Satan offers all kinds of... There's only one solution. His name's Jesus. But there's lots of things from Satan. When people ask that question, here's what they say. I'm going to go to heaven because I'm a good person. I'm religious. I go to church. I give to God. I've been water baptized. I believe in God. Actually, you hear this one quite often, especially from college students. I, I believe God grades on the curve, and I'm better than most people. Amen. You know, we're kind of funky people. We look at people, I'm better than them. I'm getting to heaven. I hope we're standing in line together because God's picking me. They ain't picking him, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> well, is that true? How do I get to heaven? Most people believe they will get to heaven because they're good people. They do good things. Now, we have lots of good people. But I want you to see in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. You should have this in your Bible. You should know this by heart. Here's what the answer is. For it is by grace, I don't deserve it, I don't deserve to be forgiven, that you have been saved through faith. I believe that there's one solution. Jesus Christ is it. If I confess, repent, believe, and follow, I'm going to be saved. So it's by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's nothing I did. I wasn't good enough. It's a gift from God. It's not by works. Isn't this how brilliant the Bible is? Satan's number one confusion is, how will you get to heaven? Because I'm a good person. Notice, it is not by works. Why? So nobody can boast. Well, I'm better than you. I serve more this weekend than you serve, so I'm going to heaven. Now, we make fun of that, but that's what people believe. Here's what you want to write down. You ought to know this by heart. Good people Don't go to heaven. Only forgiven people go to heaven. It's not complicated. It's very simple. Well, why are you going to heaven? Because I'm a good person. No, let me read to you Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Have you been forgiven of your sins? Well, I don't even know what that means. I don't think I'm a sinner, actually. Well, you have ammunition. We're all sinners. We're born into sin, and we sin by nature. So, as you clarify that... You have to understand, who is doing this? This is Satan. He lies. But he lies about many other things. Listen to this. Satan has convinced many people there is no hell. There's many people you will talk with and say this. When everybody goes to heaven, God's the God of love. Everybody goes to heaven. Oh, That's not true at all. That's definitely a lie. Satan has also lied to people that when they die, there is basically no life after death. When you die, you bought the farm. You become kind of fertilizer in the backyard. That's it. There's nothing. That's not true either. Number three. He's decided millions of people Deceived them that when they die, they'll be reincarnated, especially if you go to the eastern part of Asia and so forth. They'll be reincarnated. They'll come back and try to do life right the next time as an animal, another human, whatever. That's wrong.
0: Man's biggest problem is sin, and his greatest need is to receive forgiveness. Today we learned from Pastor Mark that the greatest problem in our world isn't financial or social, it's spiritual. Aside from Christ, every human will experience death forever. God's grace and forgiveness to mankind has provided a way for eternal life after our physical death, as well as abundant life here on earth. Have you repented of your sins? Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. How does Satan like to trick people into false means of salvation? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will warn listeners of the enemy's attempts to get them off track spiritually. A common belief is that we can earn eternal life by good works, and Satan loves to feed that belief. We know from Paul in Ephesians that it's by grace we've been saved through faith, and not of works, lest any man should boast. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you, and together, let's do life right.
1: in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear your lessons